BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Gotti with you once again from Raleigh, North Carolina. And you know what? There's a million other things I'd rather be doing right now. But here I am, listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. So without further ado, here he is, the one, the only, thank God, Eric Zane. Oh, thank you, Sean, 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 Sean. Welcome to the Eric Show Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures for a couple of hours every day. Uh, right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Okay, thanks again for joining me right now. You are all spectacular as we start out on a fresh day of, you know, uh, uh, talking about things, hopefully getting a few laughs here, keeping the, uh, keeping the car between the lines. Uh, another busy week culminating. Uh, it doesn't end, though, right away. After this, we have the Patreon bonus podcast. And then tonight, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens at 7 p.m., Eastern time. If you'd like to join me, uh, if you're a Patreon member and you want to join me, please let me know if you haven't already been notified before. Otherwise, I basically just take the same email and uh, resend it with a different uh, link on it uh, for you to join us in the uh, virtual audience. Again, things that just didn't exist uh, prior to everybody uh, well, this whole pandemic nonsense. It always drives me crazy. People say, yeah, you know, back back in the back when the pandemic was going on, it's like, uh, it's still here. It's we haven't really gotten out of that yet. It's still like, going on just because you can go to uh, uh, the, the Polish lady's pizza joint. I don't even know if she reopened. That doesn't mean it's not uh, it's not over. Still a thing. Uh in fact, I was talking to my brother, I go, hey, so what do you want to do with dad? Dad's, uh, you know, when it comes to the pandemic here and visiting him, he's not really about 
big crowds of people. He goes, well, why don't you ask them? So I call him up. I actually, I'm, I, I go, hey, Dad. Good to, hey, how are you, guy? You know, and uh, it, Joanne makes all the decisions for obvious reasons. So I go, so, I mean, where's your head? How do you feel about all of this? You know, uh, us uh, visiting you for the holidays. She goes, well, you know, we, probably, we have a small house and um, everything is probably fine, but we don't want to risk someone uh, transmitting the virus to us. Uh, even though there is uh, obviously all the protocols in place to keep us safe. So, you know, if, but if you have four people come over, I go, well, that's totally fine. Now that's, uh, that's perfect. We'll just, uh, a handful of us will go over there. Originally it was going to be like my brother's family and my family, but it's just too many people, you know, they got a small, small place and it'd be uh, uh, elbow to elbow, uh, you know, like a fucking super spreader event. Probably not a great idea. And I go, well, this is what we'll do. We'll show up there and then uh, we'll all just be masked up and, uh, you know, just kind of sit a little further apart from each other. Just uh, just don't want you in any uh, real risk of jeopardy. I mean, uh, we'll kind of finesse this. For You're probably going to be fine, but just to be sure, we'll keep our numbers low. And, uh, and they're like, that's fine. So plan is in place. Sunday the 26th at Meathead's house. I'm going to bring the food. I'm going to cook for them all. Um, might have to bust out the shish kebab recipe because that's like my dad's favorite. That is like my dad's favorite. And so I was talking with my brother and he's like, yeah, so we'll go uh, separately. And so it's all worked out. I'm excited about it. A week from this Sunday, the, that would be the 26th of December. Um, and yeah, uh, coming to grips with this idea, um, I said to Jim, you know, um, he goes, well, I go, well, why don't just Diana and I, and then you and Sandy go and we leave our kids at home. And he made a perfect point. And he goes, I don't know how many more Christmases we have with these people. And I'm like, fuck, there it is again. It is, it is, uh, it keeps manifesting right in my face. That is a, uh, oh boy. <laughs> I don't even like to think about that. Hang on. I got this coffee and you know me, I got to drink it before it gets cold. Hang on. Okay, I'll get back to that. Still too hot. And with that in mind, I was having a discussion the other day on the podcast about mortality and that how, you know, I don't even remember what I said, but it apparently uh, struck audience member up north, Justin, who is terrific. I forget how it went i was up north at fear bunker north and uh, he had started listening to the show and I, I i forget all the details but he says to me he uh he reaches out via like facebook he goes hey uh, uh if you're gonna be up at fear bunker north i have a gift for the nfk um uh, i can meet you in like downtown grayling uh, it's not much of a downtown and i go uh I, yeah, all right. I'm 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 all for that. I I'm, I'm I'm very accessible. You know? Um some people who do what I do, they like uh, "Ah, it's my private life. Don't mess with me." I'm like, "Fuck no, man. It's uh, my 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 private life is very public. I and, and I love meeting people. I really do." So I I actually make the arrangement. I say to up north Justin, I go, "All right, buddy. Uh 
and I've actually told this story before. I'll meet you like at the parking lot of the Ace Hardware. And he's, uh, he has uh, purchased a bunch of uh, fucking grizzly wintergreen long cut to give to the NFK for like a birthday present or something like that. And uh, he, he says, yeah, I'll be pulling up in a, I think it's an orange, a bright orange, old school Silverado pickup refurbished. You know, the boxy front end. It's just basically a square. I, I don't know this. I think this thing was like a 1982 or something like that. And just fucking great. That's what that's what people do up there. They just, uh, I don't know. They're just a handy, hardy bunch of people. And I go, uh, let, let me guess. You did this all yourself. Oh, yeah, no problem. Just bored out the motor. Uh, put up. Uh, added some. Put on some dual exhaust one afternoon with, uh, you know, uh, some. Uh, uh, with some glass pack mufflers, you know, just threw that on. Then I rebuilt the motor and uh, put a new four barrel carburetor on it. And, uh, and then uh, the next day I painted it up and uh, yeah, it's, it's good to go. It's perfect. And it is I'm like, holy shit. Look at that thing. So I got to meet this dude. We hit it off. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of how I roll. Um, it, so it was, um, and I'm smiling. This isn't funny. I was talking a, a short time ago and one of the shows about, um, you know, that day is going to come. That day is going to come. It's going to come for all of us. But uh, I don't like the idea of even considering a life without like my father in it. You know, I just had to deal with that with my mother, with my mother. And, and, uh, um, but it would be, I think, especially hard with my father. So I've, uh, and it was terrible with my mother. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with doing Dear Meathead all these years. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that, I mean, I lived with my mother. I didn't live with my father. And, um, you know, I mean, and frankly, it was, it was, there was a lot of tough times with my mother. I mean, we did not get along for a long period of time. It was, oh God. and, uh, she had her quirks about her. I don't want to, I don't want to go down that road, but, uh, um, if I, it, it, being totally honest with you, I got along much better with my dad than I did my mom. Uh, love her to death, and I think anybody who would know who knows my mother would know that uh, she was a challenge at times to get along with. So, um, that day is going to come, and uh, Meathead is going to go to the uh, great podcasting studio in the sky. And I am, um, you know, I that bothers me. It's really a struggle. So I wall it off, and then uh, I don't think about it. And I, I think I talked about it on that podcast uh, that I don't, I, uh, it's kind of hard to even consider life moving on, but yet we do because we're amongst the living. And I don't know, I said something that made sense at the time much better than what I'm, I'm doing now because I feel like I'm not making sense now. Hang on. So while talking about it, it turns out that up north, Justin, young guy too, and I actually have him in my phone as uh up north, old school Silverado Justin. He writes this. I'm probably, probably going to make him cry when he hears this later on. Good evening, Eric Zane. This is up north, Justin. I apologize if I'm bugging you at a bad time. 
I just wanted to reach out and say I was listening to episode 713. As I'm a little bit behind. You discussed earlier about the inevitable passing of your father. And that hit home because I actually have just dealt with that myself. We lost my dad two weeks ago. And I've been dealing with it since. What you had said about the future loss of your dad was exactly how I feel now. Oh, boy. Then, listening to your dad on your segment a little later uh, in the episode of Dear Meathead was very entertaining. Well, of course it was. He has a spirit much like my own father. I'm not reaching out for any kind of sympathy or anything from you. I solely just wanted to let you know that your show is more than something entertaining to listen to. It actually makes times like these a lot better. Uh, love you and your family. Hope everybody's doing well. That was a very Merry Christmas. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I, I got the message. He sent it and put the phone away. By the time he put the phone away, I had responded. Uh, hi, Justin. Thank you for reaching out. Please don't ever feel like you're interrupting. I'm so sorry about the passing of your father. There will always be a void, and there's no, quote, getting over it. But your sorrow will so, uh, slowly be replaced by the great memories you had with him. I appreciate your words more than you know. By the way, this is what you are saved, at is in, saved as in my phone. You're right, LOL, that is awesome. Thank you for your kind words. You're definitely right. I have found in the last few weeks a lot of memories flooding in that I had actually forgotten about. Life can be bitter and sweet at times, and I know we all hate the bitter times. Again, I can't thank you enough for making me smile in these times. Life is an interesting adventure. I'm just glad there's a lot of us around that help each other get through it. And I wrote, of course, man. I'm glad to help. I'll be in the same boat one day. How old was Dad? He said 69. Oh, way too young. He never missed a beat right up until the last few hours. Two of my aunts got up and said they were going to fly out of uh, fly out of there for a little bit to get them some rest. He sat there for a minute and then responded with, well, make sure to use your wings. He always had comments like that. Uh, dad jokes, that, uh, especially if you said, hey, I'm going to jump in the shower. He'd say, well, don't jump. You could slip and fall. So that was, uh, that was kind of so up. Uh, best wishes to up north, Justin. Sorry, man. I am so sorry. Um, that's all I know. I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure of the details of it, but uh, it sounds like dad was a great spirit. So thinking about you and anybody who's experienced loss, my goodness, I uh, try to. I know that's tough. I know there's nothing really funny about it. Well, no, sometimes there's funny stuff that happens. But, uh, you know, here we are. Welcome to you. And thank you for being here on the Twitch live stream. And I have news about the Twitch live stream. I met yesterday with the Canadian Twitch guru, number two, Sean, via uh, Twitch. I'm sorry, via Zoom. And now he has, first of all, uh, badges for how long you have been a member of the Twitch stream community of the Eric Sancho podcast. If you, uh, as you know, Twitch is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. When you follow the page, okay, uh, then you start your, like, tenure. Some of you have a uh, little badge that indicates how long you have been at it. Um, I am seeing, like, the uh, little light blue EZ next to it. All right? That's what that is. Those are badges for how long you have been here. Um. For every, I think it's like one month, uh, two month, uh, six months, 
a year. It's a different colored badge you will get every time you make a comment. And then when you send a message, like I'm writing hello, and I see that uh, uh, another great Canadian audience member, Mike, has figured this out. You click the uh, emoji icon or emote icon, the little smiley face in the field, and you will see Eric Zane live and four pets. Daisy, Buddy Bobcat face, Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog, and, of course, um, Lincoln. And then you can add those to whatever you want to say. My emotes of my pets. Now, I have seven in there, okay? I put all of the dogs in and cats in there. And the algorithm, I was told, it has to, it almost like it, it, uh, it has to vet it. Because when we did this, I uploaded all, Sean uploaded all seven pictures of my pets. But you only see four. What's going on? Well, he, I go, why is that? And he goes, well, some of the pictures you see, they have like a little hourglass next to him. I go, yeah, I see that. He goes, yeah, the AI wants to examine it. I go, what? It's like Skynet. And he says, yeah, so they will be approved. It happens to all of them. So for right now, um, that's what you get. Now, I am slowly but surely getting a handle as to how this fucking thing works. Corey, uh, who's known as public underscore nuisance, says the more subs you get, the more emotes you unlock. Okay. Now, I was told that you cannot access the emotes unless you are subscribed which is different than following me all of these people who have access to the emotes are tier one subscribers you can become a subscriber by um um using you get one a month from your amazon prime account you can sign up and it, it doesn't cost you anything uh, when you sign up with your Amazon Prime account, which is very easy to do. How? I can't tell you right now because I'm so shitty at this, but you can figure it out. Um, when you do that, actually, it's worth $5. $2.50 of that goes to your old pal Eric Zane. $2.50 goes to the tw uh, Canadian Twitch guru. Patriot Nick has been gifting tier one subscriptions to random people in the audience since this all started. So new people in the audience or followers that he knows is not a, uh, a tier one subscriber. He's doing that because a, he's great and it helps, you know, keep the meter moving on the old, uh, on the machine. Like I just described. So that is what is happening when you unlock a tier one subscription on Twitch. I don't know about you, but being 51 years old and even uh, having any type of semblance of, uh, of uh, being able to describe this is, in my opinion, a win. Uh Public nuisance, Corey says, like, if I ever get 15 subscriptions to my channel, I'll unlock another emote I can upload. All right. I'll take your word for it. Charbs152 is strongly urging us to not get the COVID vax. So just take that with a grain of salt. Charbs is anti-vax. Does not want you to get it. I'm not sure why. Um, 
I would like to think that Charbs 152 doesn't want us to die. So I'm not sure what's going on there. In fact, Charbs 152 says anti-mandate in all caps. Okay, so I don't know what's going on there. But let me just say this. I have a story. Charbs 152 may have been, ladies and gentlemen, um, part of the big, historic, unbelievable movement that took place at the Cheesecake Factory in New York City. Did you see this? Oh, my God. Incredible. These liberty-loving patriots, you know, they are all about the Constitution and freedom. And Charbs 152 was there. He was seated at the table. All right. Uh, More on that in a bit. So there you go. Emotes for Tier 1 subscribers. Thank you for being here on the live stream. Ben and Eric uh, Patreon podcast tonight at 7 p.m. Like I said, update, excuse me. Update on the great food giveaway too. Uh, Brian M. Dropped 50 bucks into my bucket from the last time or the bucket from the last time we did a podcast together 24 hours ago. That puts us over $4,000. Are you kidding me? So here we are, this ragtag bunch of audience members, puppy dogs, family members, and your old pal Eric Zane have whipped up $4,029.85 in hand. $3,300 of that, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I'll find out the exact price when we ring it up Sunday at my area, Jenison, uh, Jenison Meyer grocery store with my friend Joshua, who has logistically organized all of this for me. Thank you very much. Um, this is 100% fueled by your donations for the great food giveaway. Uh, we just pooled our resources and bought a lot of food. Meyer, um, they didn't. They didn't give anything. They uh, they did help organize it, but we are buying the food uh, from them. You are, and me. Um, but they they did in fact um, help me organize it and logistically get this together. And they are gathering all the food so that uh, Mike Ball we can just pull up at the trailer, put it in his trailer, and then haul it off. So thank you to them. I appreciate the logistics. Um, you're easy to work with but you are paying for it and then he's going to ring it all up and he's going to say okay here's the bill he's going to scan it with the thing the little barcode it's going to say pay us three thousand three hundred dollars um i have taken all of the money that you have sent to me venmo and paypal four thousand twenty nine dollars and eighty five cents and then it's just that money went in and now it's flying out of there and going to pay for that there's leftover money, what amounts to, I guess, $729.85 at this point. That is then donated electronically to Kids Food Basket. They get a big pop from this. Now I want to ensure that there's going to be people uh, getting the food. 
So if you know anyone who is in need in your community, um, would you please do this for me on your social media? Because, I, I mean, I love Facebook. I love uh, promoting things on Facebook. But um, because I wrote asterisk, dollar sign, CK, you uh, on a post, I was banned. They got a close eye on me. So I can't, like, make an event to post it. So I'm, again, turning to you on your social media. If you could just write, on Thursday, December 23rd, at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, and you can tag them in it, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, a free Christmas dinner is being given out, no questions asked, starting at 3 p.m. Just drive up, wait, 3 p.m., the distribution starts, boxes placed in cars, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, which, by the way, that's the way I say it. I, I will throw in the Happy Holidays, but I'm going to throw in Merry Christmas. I really want to kick people in the balls who only say Happy Holidays. You can't just say Happy Holidays. You got to put in a little effort. You got to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. That's what you do. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Not just Happy Holidays. Put the food in the car. Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance is a group of amazing volunteers. They don't just um, like help pit bulls. It's uh, animal placement, animal support, uh, animals that need uh, shelter, fostering, things like that. Um, they are going to be there with piles of donated pet food for those people. Not for them to eat the pet food, but to feed their pets. That costs money. These people are, uh, some of these people are really struggling. So that's it. That is it. And it all, you know, again, it, uh, this show has always been um, me not knowing whether I'm, you know, where I'm at, coming or going. Uh, we do fun things, and then I forget about them, and then you guys remind me. I give you all the credit. I always have given you all the credit. Uh, for some reason, just me sitting here seems to work. But um, you're the ones that say, hey, Eric, you need to talk about this. Hey, Eric, we should do that again. That's how we do it. So we've got uh, just over, um, well, just under a week until the actual giveaway. So that's awesome. I'm kind of ramping it up. And I want you to spread the word on Facebook for me, for these folks who are in need. I would love nothing more than a line of cars all the way down Stafford. And in a span of 25 minutes, we give it all away. Uh, since we're starting at 3 o'clock, we will have the human megaphone. Sarah, who is just Oh, what an energetic, soul, wonderful human being she is. She will actually be standing at the corner of Stafford and 44th Street. Uh, 44th Street is an incredibly busy uh, stretch of road here in West Michigan. And I'm assuming Santa Pellerita will also be there holding a sign. It says free food with an arrow. Okay. And, and that's, that's hell. When we started it last year, there was probably like 10 cars lined up. Okay. And that was it. And then we put food in their cars and then we still have 90 boxes full of food. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, uh, you know, what, what are we going to do with the rest of this food? And then Sarah says, I got it. And then she, you know, farts in her hand, sniffs it, wanders over to the corner and then just starts screaming at passing motorists. 
And the next thing you know, it, it, it's wall-to-wall people. Uh, it was all her and Santa Pellerito. And that's kind of what I'm hoping on again, hoping for again. In fact, I based the scheduling of the event on her schedule. She said, when are you starting? And I go, why? She says, well, I work till so-and-so time. And I'm like, well, I'm going to schedule it for when you can be there. You're the you're a key uh, a component in this. Um, you have been blessed with a mighty set of lungs. So though you're a dumbass anti-vaxxer, um, you're key. I mean, I love my anti-vaxxer audience members. Uh, I don't hate anyone. I love them more than anyone because, you know, um, they need that. They need that. There's there's something because they're absolutely defective. There's something missing in their soul that makes them not think straight. So I, I love my anti-vaxxers even more than my vaxxers. The vaxxers are clearly superior, but my anti-vaxxers, I love them just as much. We all get together in a big uh, party setting. Saul will be there. My God, if you want to volunteer, boy, I have done a terrible job at getting this um, uh, sign-up sheet out there. Where the hell is it? Okay, I think this is the one. There is a sign-up link for the Great Food Giveaway, and I'm going to include it right now. This is the sign-up link for the Great Food Giveaway. It might say on it that it starts at 2, but it's 3. Starts at 3. We're going to start staging the food at 2. Put it in the boxes, okay? Uh, Charbs152 says, Anti-vaxxers are the only true Americans left. If that's what makes you feel good, you can say whatever you want. Uh, I can't create a public event in Zaniacs United because it's a private group. That's okay. That's okay. Just share the sign-up sheet and tell them what's up, and uh, we'll do our best, and uh, we'll figure it out. I, I, I've been talking with my friends at um, Fox 17, and I think that they're going to uh, publicize it for me, so that will help. So, uh, Just because I'm banned on Facebook right now doesn't mean we won't be able to do what we, uh, what we like to do. Uh, Sarah Rukrakrush says, oh, my God, you ass. I did not fart in my hand. Well, I don't know that. I, I'm not with you all the time. I mean, come on. So that is uh, now Saul is says he's going to be there. Blind Saul is going to be there. And he says to me, and I'm a little confused because he says to me, and I'm just going to come out and say it. Eric, uh, if you're going to need some bodies, uh, I can be an extra set of hands for packing food. And I'm like, Saul, I know all about your go get them attitude. I mean, you played paintball with us before and you can't see shit. Um, can you please take me through what you're planning on doing to help us? I mean, how does that work? I mean, I don't want you to be in the staging area. And then, you know, people are taking couple of cans of corn and things of gravy and, and, and appropriately because they have, you know, vision uh, of putting the right things into the box. I don't want you grabbing a box full of gravy because you're just rooting around and think, oh, well, this has got to be corn, but it's not. 
I don't want you giving uh, uh, 10 uh, uh, jars of gravy to some person. I don't want you wandering in the street holding a box of gravy and getting greased by a 1972 Chevelle uh, uh, peeling down the street and then the gravy goes flying and you, you know, your head flies off. So I'm a little concerned about that. Safety is key. Um, I don't know. I mean, take me through that. How's that going to work? Uh, I would require an orange vest and perhaps a hard hat. Uh, you could be the supervisor and I could just tell you to swing your cane at people who appear to be not working. I'm looking at you, Schaefer. Okay. Monday, or I'm sorry, Thursday night football last night. The Chargers and the Chiefs. First of all, the Chargers drafted a quarterback last year uh, by the name of Justin Herbert from Oregon. And uh, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. And now they're like a contender. They're, this is like a playoff team. And I'm like, why can't the Lions ever have that? Where, you know, you just dread. I don't know. It just seems so crazy to me that that team can draft a quarterback. The guy plays uh, uh, one, one year of NFL football. And he's already just a badass. Uh, uh, Chargers fall to the Chiefs in a barn burner. Uh, terrific game. And um, the Chiefs, again, uh, well, they are really hitting on all cylinders. And so the Chiefs beat the Chargers in this one. And But the story that is uh, going on in this game is... There was a scary incident, uh, as you can see here in the clip. The Chargers are in the red zone. Justin Herbert is going to throw, and uh, tight end uh, for the Chargers, Donald uh, Parham, has the ball in his hands, and then he drops it. And then look at, okay, you think, oh, well, no big deal. He dropped the ball, whatever. And then this guy here is like, yeah, yeah, rubbing it in his face. Hell yeah, that was a great defensive play by me. Watch it again. Okay, so this guy actually is wide open. I mean, he, he should have caught the ball. And this guy is getting ready to celebrate in his face. But right here, you can't see it too well. It's not the greatest. Uh, it's a little fuzzy. But his head hits the turf. Now, I, I, God, I'm, I'm really shocked at how devastating of an injury this was because, I mean, in football, that's like every single play you hit your head, you know? But it, it now look at, see how his arms are doing that? Okay. Uh, that's a telltale sign that you are, are going nighty-night and you have a massive concussion. And in 10 years, you're going to shoot your family with a shotgun. That's what that means right there. When your arms go out like that, uh, that means terrible things are in store for you because you have the worst concussion imaginable. You are out cold. Look at, And this guy comes like, hey, what's going on? Hey, you asshole, you dropped the ball. Hey, uh-oh. His arm's still out. He is unconscious. Look at this dude. He's gone. Camera's right in his face. They're like, oh, my God, look at this. He is nighty-night. Wow. And uh, they it was one of those scenes, man, when everybody gets freaked out. They drop to a knee. 
Better angle. Uh, here. Catch. Boom. Watch. Watch this. This might... Yeah, that that doesn't look as, ter as terrible as it should. And then what is this here? Is this a body bag? Are they bringing out a body bag for the guy? No, that's the stretcher. Shit. But, okay. Uh, went to the hospital. Stable condition. He has a, I guess, a uh, some type of uh, really horrible concussion. But my God, what a fucked up game that is. And if you're... Jesus. Um... The, the what happens is these NFL players get these terrible concussions, and then one of two things happens: um, they get like a, a CTE, chronic traumatic encephal—I'd forget the what high encephaly or something like that. It's some horrible brain disease where the brain just becomes like, uh, "Hey Parker, how are you?" They, it becomes like Swiss cheese, and then uh, or um, they get Lou Gehrig's disease. You know, which robs them of uh, whatever you know of their of their of their mobility and their body just wastes away. Uh, Joanne, my dad's um, my dad's wife, my stepmother, her her stepfather. Uh, oh, it was horrible. It was the worst case of Lou Gehrig's disease ever. This guy, his name was that uh, uh, we just called him Schmitty. Um. He, because typically, if someone gets Lou Gehrig's disease, like this guy for the Chargers, he's probably got it right now. Okay. Um, in fact, Lou Gehrig, the actual baseball player, he got hit in the head uh, more than once with a pitch at a time in baseball when they didn't wear helmets. Think about that. You're playing, but you line up. You 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 get in the batter's box, and you have no helmet on. What a what a sick sick world. He ends up getting Lou Gehrig's disease. In fact, when Lou Gehrig made that announcement today, I consider myself the luckiest man or whatever it was. He actually had it at that point. You know, he was experiencing symptoms of it. In fact, he used to swing the bat. This is a true story. He'd go up to bat, and at the end of his career, his left arm didn't work. So Gehrig would go up to the plate, and he'd hold the bat with one hand. You can look it up. There's video of it everywhere. And in one particular moment, you read his lips, and the catcher said, uh, "What? what's wrong? And he said, ah, fuck it. My left arm won't work. And the catcher said, well, what the fuck are you going to do? He goes, well, I'm better than all you fuckers anyway. I'm going to hit a home run. And the catcher said, yeah, bullshit. And so Lou Gehrig steps up there holding the bat with his right hand. And you know what he did? He got hit in the head again because the catcher walked to the mound. All right. And said, hey, man, this asshole, his left arm doesn't work anymore. He's uh, and he is, he says he's going to hit a home run. So I want you to hit him in the head. So. Then the pitcher, I forget what his name was, but he I think he threw it like 120 miles an hour. He hit Gehrig in the head with the ball, no helmet. The bat goes flying. And um, so then Gehrig is like, holy shit, what am I going to do now? So at this point, uh, his right arm doesn't work. 
So then they had to put in a pinch hitter. And so he finished uh, that game, and then that was it. He never played again. Um, unbelievable. Uh, Adam says, did, did he charge the mound? Actually, yeah, he did. He got up, and he went to charge the mound. But he actually, his brain was so messed up uh, that he ran the wrong direction, and he attacked a fan. But he had no arm movement at this point. Both arms were completely useless. So he just ran uh, without any arm movement. And then he dove into the stands and started headbutting people brutally. It was a horrible incident. And then the game ended, and then he made his announcement that he's retiring. Not a lot of people know about how it, it took that weird turn. It was horrible. So do- Joanne's dad, stepdad, had it. And, okay, he had an, uh, th- he had a rare... Uh, development because it was like Stephen Hawking because sometimes Lou Gehrig it'll end your life quickly uh, robbing you of your mobility is horrible and then your even your ability to breathe sometimes it'll stop like it happened with with Schmitty it went all the way up to his neck couldn't breathe couldn't move a muscle but the disease stopped progressing And it didn't kill him. So he's on a ventilator. um, That it goes through a hole in his neck to keep him breathing. He can blink and move his heads. His heads. His head. (laughs) His one head. He can just wiggle his head. And so we go visit him and he just be laying there. It's like, oh my God, what the fuck? What? And then for years, Joanne's mother took care of this guy. Holy shit. Uh, that's the same thing happened to Stephen Hawking. It, uh, it ravaged his body and then it stopped. And then he stayed alive for years. Holy fuck. So anyway, this dude for the Chargers has it. He'll never play again. Totally kidding. I'm sure he's fine. But that's a scary line of work. Football. My God. That is just fucked up. And I, I'm just shocked at how devastated... This guy was for just, he just bumped his head. He's got a fucking helmet on. I mean, if you hit the ground with no helmet on, I could see that being a a bit of an issue. But I mean, this guy is, I I don't know. Maybe he's had a lot of uh, concussions in the past. I'm not sure. Uh, Also, side story going on. Patrick Mahomes has a brother who is a huge pain in the ass. His name is Jackson Mahomes. Now, you may have seen this guy uh, make an ass out of himself before. Hang on a second. I got to look at this story. My internet is... Okay. Jackson. I had it, and then the story just kind of vanished on me, so we can't have that. Um, as I understand it, Patrick Mahomes seems seems like a great guy. Uh, his brother Jackson is a huge twat and his girlfriend and, and the mother of Patrick and Jackson are also are insufferable. Okay. They're the type that like, if anybody, uh, says, Hey, Patrick Mahomes sucked today. They're like freaking out, losing their minds. And Patrick is like, God, just leave it alone. I don't want any, any, anything weird. Let me just go play football. I don't want to be. I don't want you guys being in the headlines, you know? And so uh, Jackson Mahomes has, he has no discernible skill. 
other than uh, being Patrick Mahomes' brother. So all he does is uh, he gets on social media and he shoots videos of him next to his brother and they go viral. There was, and then he likes to dance. That's what, that's what young people do these days. They just go and they dance on TikTok and they, and that, and that's it. And everybody goes, Oh my God, you're so famous here. Take a million dollars. You're the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you're so cool. Um, Jackson Mahomes even went so far as there was one deal. I remember, I don't, I forget the details of it, but, uh, at one game this year, they were honoring some football player who croaked or something like that. And at the, uh, I don't know. It might have been something to do with the with the Chiefs, and they they put like um, the guy who died's number on the field, similar to what they did with uh, what Denver did with Demarius what's his face and uh, D- uh, Demarius Thomas the other day. Well, the the Chiefs did that, and 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 then Jackson goes on the field and does one of his uh, 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 fucking TikTok dances. On dead guy's logo, on on his number, on the field. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if in last night's game, uh, when the guy hit his head and everybody thought he was dead, but really he just instantly got Lou Gehrig's disease, Jackson Mahomes, I'm surprised he didn't wander onto the field and dance on the injured player or sit on his face or something like that, or get his uh, 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 salad tossed. I don't know. It just seems like something that this Jackson Mahomes would do. He just is always doing shit like that. He's annoying as fuck. Okay? And there's been some other things that have made people like, oh, God, he's just an asshole. He's definitely not Patrick Mahomes, who seems great. This twat went into a bar in Kansas City with a entourage. And it's a small place. And he walked in and said, hey, I got a group of 15. Where are we sitting? Or whatever. And they're like, ah, I hate to break the news to you. This is a small place. We can't accommodate that many people. And he's like, well, well, fuck that. I'm going to talk about you on Instagram. And then he walked out of the fucking place and he lit into him. And he's talked a bunch of shit about the joint. Well, the place did not go quietly into the night. It's called uh, SOT Social. It's a bar in Kansas City. They responded in a uh, lengthy Facebook post that is now down, unfortunately. That's okay. I've got the highlights here. Because the bar, they they put him in a fucking body bag with what they said back to him after he lit into them. Now, take it from me. Uh, I know what it's like to rip somebody a new asshole and then feel bad about it. Um, but this is not one of those instances. This shouldn't be one of those instances. They should doubled and triple down on this. But... They didn't. They, like, backed off of what they did, and I'm pissed off about it because Jackson Mahomes is a fucking asshole. Uh, SOT Social, a bar in Kansas City, wrote in a lengthy Facebook post on Wednesday claiming that Jackson Mahomes was trying to crush the business after he and his group weren't seated. The bar said in the post that they have some apologies to make. 
Um, we are sorry that we set boundaries that you tried to ignore. This is the initial post. Oftentimes, people with unearned status and a sense of entitlement think they are above the rules and will lash out at the employees enforcing them. SOT Social wrote, We are sorry we could not seat your very large group. As you probably saw, our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think you do, and that instead of using it for something positive, you decided to use it to try and crush a small business. We survived a global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. Yes. Fuck yes. Give it to him. Give it to him. SOT Social also hit at Jackson Mahomes. Um, okay. For pouring water on a Ravens fan and dancing on the Sean Taylor Memorial while he was supporting the Chiefs before their game against the Washington football team. That's what it was. Sean Taylor, it took way too long for the Washington football team to memorialize him. Uh, he had passed in a horrible incident years ago. And they had a, like a his number on the field. And there's Jackson Mahomes fucking boogieing on the fucking thing. Both of these moments took place earlier in the year. We are sorry, SOT Social says, that you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media. But then again, that is an expectation we would have from a mature and a rational person, not someone who pours water on fans and dances on the memorials of tragically lost people for TikTok clout, the bar added. We at the bar have not been fortunate enough to be born into a much more talented and much more famous family. We would like to think that if we did have that much luck, we would use our influence in more responsible ways. Kansas City Magazine noted that Mahomes slammed the bar on his Instagram over the weekend, writing on his since-deleted stories that, quote, the service is absolutely terrible and the servers are so rude. You can get sued for that shit nowadays. That is, uh, that's kind of a uh, messy ride in some cases. Um, but servers are so rude and mentioning SOT social nowadays, though, for somebody who's Jackson Mahomes age, you can't do anything to anyone that age without, okay, this is what happens normally. If you have a person who is the age of Jackson Mahomes, I'm going to guess 20 Jackson Mahomes age. Twenty one. If you do what the re what the club did and just say, no, I can't help you and anything other than assist them, this is how they're going to respond. They're going to say, you invaded my safe space and I feel so terrible. I'm now going to kill myself. I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to kill myself because you're in my safe space uh, or I'm going to uh, mercilessly brutalize you on social media and dance on the San Diego Chargers tight end who had a concussion. So dance, suicide, uh, or I'm going to brutalize you in social media. Those are the only options that a 21-year-old has 
at this stage of the game. You thought millennials were bad. Millennials are, are boomers compared to the Zers. Is that what they're known as? Gen Z? They are the worst. The absolute worst. Everything is life-altering end of the world. I have one of these in my midst. This is how it goes. Dad. Yes. I am so stressed. You won't believe this level of stress that I'm under. Well, what is it? How can I help you? I have to buy Christmas gifts for people and I don't have enough money. Uh, okay. Who are you buying for? And she lists 97 people. I go, well, you can't buy for that many people. You're going to have to pick one or two. How else can I help you? But no, I'm stressed. That's, I can't. They're going to do, they're going to buy stuff for me. I go, I, you, there is nothing you can do unless, um, you have a magic wand or you become a sex worker or something like that. And you need a quick buck. Uh, there is absolutely nothing that can be done. So you can either sit this. Here's your options. You can do what I suggested, uh, dance, uh, throw yourself off the roof or, have a temper tantrum. Go to a restaurant and indict them. These are your options. That's all That's all in your playbook. Uh, make a decision. Um, roof. Dance. Indict a business. And blame everybody for your problems. Some of the, of the millennials do still blame for the problems. See our Lord and Savior, Joseph Christ. But the Zers are the millennials... On steroids. That's what they they don't have jobs. They don't work. They don't all they do is blame and overreact. Okay? That is in the playbook. Dance, tall building, indict businesses, temper tantrum. Roar, roar, roar. On Thursday. SOT Social backtracked. They apologized. You see, this is part of the problem. You cannot, after you put a fucker like Jackson Mahomes in his place, you cannot apologize. You need to double and triple down, okay? Uh, do anything but apologize. If you really want to take it to the next level, throw a Molotov cocktail through his front bay window and burn his house down at this point. You don't apologize. Um, what I just read to you was labeled as a fake apology. And it was. It was all tongue-in-cheek and snarky. So now they have pushed out and they released this. It's time to talk again. Yesterday, we released an apology that was anything but authentic. 
The team at SOT is committed to providing every guest that walks through our doors with the best experience possible while treating them with respect and humility. Yesterday, we failed to meet those expectations. So what you got here is probably some uh, 20-year-old rich fuck owns the joint and told these boomers who run the joint to fucking apologize because that's who goes to this bar. That's what this is. Social media can be used in so many different ways. And yesterday, our team used it to personally attack. Yes! And question the character of someone we do not know personally. So what? Out of all the ways this situation could have been handled, we did it the wrong way. So they are enabling, they are free beer and hot wings this behavior. Okay? Jackson Mahomes is producer Joe, and SOT is free beer and hot wings. They are letting him off the hook. They are saying, no, we were wrong in ripping you a new asshole. You go ahead and you act like an asshole whenever you don't get your way. That's what they're doing there. Oh, my God. We want everyone to know that we acknowledge our shortcomings in our in this situation. And even though we failed to meet our own and we're sure many of our follow, followers' expectations with our social media presence yesterday, we promise to do better, to be better. <laughs> Fucking assholes. To think before reacting. No, fuck that. You did great. You did a great job. And most importantly, to use our following to bring the community we love so much together instead of being combative and dividing it. Dude, you were responding to an attack. That's what a fight is. You don't act like a pussy. All each of us can do is try to be better than we were the day before. We appreciate and love you, Kansas City. Oh, my God. Fuck. Farzine Vasujian, Armenian, wrote, You guys said nothing wrong. It was perfectly written in response to a clout chaser wanting first-class treatment from a small business. Looking forward to visiting you guys soon. No, they're they're just as bad now, you fucking puss. My God. This person writes, I'm actually so disappointed you put this out. Seriously, your first response was spot on. I wish you didn't back down to these wine cancel culture groups and people. It's a huge issue we have now, and it makes them feel stronger. That they are right when companies backtrack like this. Amen. Yeah, I don't understand why they did this. I loved your first apology and it needed to be said, which was the snark. I can't wait to spend money in your establishment when I visit KC. It's probably going to work out, but I think this looks so weak. Oh. Jesus. I think the response by the restaurant is actually as bad as what happened in the first place. The response to their first post, which rubbed Jackson Mahomes' nose and shit. God, that kid's an asshole. I cannot stand that kid. If you were to follow him on any of his social media... In the videos, he's sitting there making an ass out of himself. His brother has no idea he's being videoed and just like looking at him like, fuck you, you little fuck. I hate you. Oh, God, what a piece of shit. I don't know how Jackson, or how Patrick Mahomes responds. I mean, when he plays football, he obviously is uh, is very sound mentally, Patrick Mahomes, because this is the type of shit that gets under people like him who run at a, at a very fine level. I can get them off their game, you know? You don't want that. I mean, he's uh, 
Uh, he always has to put up with this piece of shit. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and and, and Andy Reid, I put a, a hit out on the Mahomes family. And because you don't want Patrick Mahomes to be distracted by all these assholes. So uh, uh, maybe just a kidnapping and, and lock him away or something. Just get rid of him. Uh, you, you don't want these people uh, 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 screwing with the chemistry of the team. All right. All right. So that's that. Jackson Mahomes is an asshole. All right, folks, as you know, in addition to following it, uh, the show on Twitch, you can, as always, download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. Please throw a five-star review at me and uh, say some nice words or not. That's up to you. I like to see who's enjoying the show. If you have something to say, please say it. Uh, the show is, uh, of course, on Facebook when I'm not banned. Facebook fight. Facebook fight. Stu McAllister. Facebook fight. You are wrong and I am right. You are a stupid prick. You can't suck my big fat dick. This is another Facebook fight. Stu McAllister talked to him yesterday. Stu. Um, first of all, hold on a second. I got a story about Stu. Facebook uh, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV. Follow me, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I am on YouTube, brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification. You'll know when I go live. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, please. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Called up Stu yesterday to bitch. He's like, let me hear it, Eric Zane. Let me hear it. And he goes, uh, what do you know about the job opening on 95.7? And I go, nothing. I go, you probably know more about the job opening on 95.7. Now, this radio station in my neck of the woods is in the same building with my old pals, free beer and hot wings. Now, I just wish I could be a fly on the wall for a lot of reasons. When we showed up in Grand Rapids, 95.7 was the big swinging dick in that cluster of radio stations. GRD was underperforming with this... A horrible, horrible host by the name of Michael Gray, who, if he's on the radio, no one's listening. That's what he's known for. If he's on the radio, people aren't listening. I've replaced him twice. Gray was on the air on GRD. We take over. The show on 95.7 was Dave and Jerry. Uh, they are, they were a husband and wife team and, uh, had, uh, the legendary market show. I would say in the entire market, they were the most known Dave and Jerry in the morning. Everybody listened to them. Nobody listened to GRD because Michael Gray sucks dick. They needed a show that didn't, wasn't terrible. So they brought us in the rest is history. 
But for about a year, year and a half, Dave and Jerry were dominant. And they had these huge egos. And so Jerry in particular, the lady, she's now deceased. Um, I'm not saying anything out of school here or anything ill about the dead, but um, she she did. She was uh, very, had a lot of clout and, uh, you know, you kind of had to uh, handle her, uh, take it easy with her. You didn't want to, you didn't really want to upset her because, I mean, we didn't want to go in there and just piss her off. I mean, she's the big, she's the big show. So <coughs> she was so big. That um, it was all nepotism. It was Dave and Jerry in the morning, and then they needed a producer, so they hired their daughter. And then uh, her name is Casey, very nice. And then they would like bring their dog in. They had a dog named Rowdy, so she would carry this fucking dog down the hall. And uh, in a in a weird twist, uh, Freebear Eric. And Hot Wings, we used to make fun of them behind closed doors about how, oh my God, what a bunch of fucking clowns. All the nepotism they're carrying. They, they bring their dog to work. Oh my God. Which, by the way, it's come full circle now because the studio that they were in on 95.7 was the big studio. It was like a huge, the biggest of all of them. GRD was in this little like closet. Well, as time would pass, GRD would surpass them. And then much later after I left, they made the decision to pull 95.7 out of that large studio because no one listens to it and put GRD in the studio, which is if you're if you work for 95.7, you're like, what the fuck? That's fucking horrible. So they, they threw 95.7 in a closet. And now I swear to God. Uh, free beer and fucking Joe bring their dogs to work. The same thing we made fun of for years when Jerry would bring her dog to work, Rowdy. Now these assholes bring their dogs to work. <laughs> Fuck. I wonder if there's ever a moment that they go, hey, this is. Do you remember we used to be really rude to them about bringing their dogs into work? And here we are doing the same thing. And oh, by the way, we're the old show that have, uh, that now occupy their studio. Holy shit. It's a long way around for this story. I just figured I'd go down that road. But anyway, 95.7, they had Connie and Curtis. Remember that? And then I guess nobody liked Curtis. So they shit can Curtis and they bring in fish which is Connie's old radio partner. Oh, my God, drama. They Get get out of here, Curtis. You're fucking, you're out of here. They bring in fish and then, okay, fish. Doing the Connie and fish. And then Connie dies. Connie fucking died. Oh, my God, she had a horrible uh, bout of cancer. And it, it uh, that, that was just terrible. And so then fish is on the air with this nice girl named Christine. And then they're gone. Oh, my God, what happened? I thought they were doing fine. And so... I don't know. I have a bold prediction that fish is going to wind up on 105.3. That's my prediction. 105.3 is going to hire fish and he's waiting out his non-compete. I predict that right now. I'm getting ahead of that one. I love you, uh, Rachel. And I love you, Jackie. Uh, it's nothing personal. That's just what I think is going to, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want you out of a job for God's sake. The most attractive morning show all lady morning show incredible uh jesus 
leave them on the air. You don't want an ugly dude taking over for Mrs. America. I mean, that is spectacular. Jesus. So they bring in a new show. And this is a guy who used to be on the radio on uh, 94.5 when it was a country station. Joe Pesh, I think is what he's known as. Used to be known as Flounder on the radio. He is doing the morning show now. Stu wants in, I think. I don't know if he wants in. You know, I should let Stu talk for himself. It's been it's been way too long. Oh my god. I just got one hundred more dollars for the great food giveaway, and I'm gonna say it by name. Because he's given quite literally, I'm guessing five hundred dollars. Patriot Nick, of the now $4,129.85, he's given probably $500 of it. Maybe more. I know Kate is a uh, has donated more than once. Nick has donated many times. Holy shit. You guys just are the gold standard. You're absolutely incredible. And I don't want anybody to feel bad by what they gave. You, you give what you can give. If you can give it, give it. If you don't, don't worry about it. We'll get you next year. Um, this show on 95.7 is hiring, okay? They need a co-host. Now, I will say this about Stu McAllister. He has tried to get on the radio so many times only to be shut down every fucking time, like brutally, in the worst ways possible. Hey, buddy, I'm podcasting. You want to chat? Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. How's that? Is that better? Oh, that's great. That's great, Stu. How are you? I am on my way to Toledo. Yeah, you're delivering uh, Dippin' Dots, right? Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Toledo, you going to burn it down? Oh, fuck yeah, man. It's Ohio. When was the last time you were in Grayling, Michigan? Uh, Two days ago. Did you ever collect money from that one lady who refused to pay? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I don't know. If I had to guess, I'd say probably not, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure. She had a confectionery business, and of course, yep. you, that's perfect for Dippin' Dots. I mean, my God. Sure. And then, yeah. the it, if I, if I remember correctly, she did not pay for the product, right? Yeah, she her complaint was uh, because of COVID, and I guess her business wasn't as doing as well as she would have wanted. She was like complaining that she didn't have the money to pay, but it's sort of one of those things that like life life moves on, lady. I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah, in that industry, typically the vendor buys it from the distributor, who then is is on the hook, sells it, and makes a profit. That's how right. commerce works, right? Yeah. That's business. So her, this crazy bitch's idea was buy the product from the distributor. If it doesn't sell, she doesn't have to pay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that's how she was seemingly working her operation. She got very mad when we asked her to pay because she's like, ah, there's COVID and no one's buying anything. And I'm like, oh. I mean, that's not our fault. What the you, fuck? you wanted this product. We gave you this product. Now pay for the product. So. so did you did you take the freezer back and take the product, or did or was it all like just shot? 
Uh, we, we, we eventually did get the freezer back. Yep. But the product was not paid for. Uh, they kept the product. <laughs> wait, wait a I don't minute. know what they did with it because our freezers are colder than a regular freezer. So do whatever you want. Okay, I guess, so, so let me get this straight. Instead of selling the product, they kept it and did not pay for it. Correct. So, yeah, I don't know what they did. With so it. this is felony theft. <laughs> I don't know if it's that, but it's definitely, uh, well, it, it's bad business. Do you think it was more than $1,000 of Dippin' Dots? Uh, I mean, it's a possibility. Okay. I mean, the, the freezer can hold a lot of dots, so it's it's possible. All I right. don't know how many she still had in there and how many she hadn't paid for. But but yeah. the dumb bitch put it in a standard freezer, <laughs> which turned, it then melts the Dippin' It's not cold enough for the Dippin' yeah. Dots. We need a sub-zero. Yeah, it's negative 40 degrees in the regular freeze, uh, a Dippin' freezer. So you put it in a regular freezer, it'll melt, and it becomes a bar. You can still eat it. It's just not the gimmick. I think she put it uh, frozen into her vagina. <laughs> that's how she kept it cold? Yes, that's what yeah. she did, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's what that fucking bitch did. And I, I told you I'm going to go there and harass her, but this was years ago. This is like two years ago. Yeah. So yeah. If, you, I, if you have a chance and you want to wander in there, just yeah. ask her if she's got any different dots just to see what she said. It'd be funny. Yeah, I could act. You know, I could go and say, "Oh my God, I need some so bad, and I'm a filthy fucking rich. I'll, I'll actually pay one million dollars for one pack of Dippin' Dots. If only you had some, I'd make you a millionaire, you stupid bitch." Uh, I wonder if people like that who are so incredibly rude to to me and, and other employees. Uh, like what she's like with customers, though. I'm, you know, do you think she's totally two faced throughout her life, or or what was going on? Wow, I don't know, man. God, it's uh, it's weird when you deal with business people. I get you're, you're mad, and the business yeah. world right now sucks balls, but it's not our fault. I didn't fucking right, right, right. COVID. Um, I uh, I I was just uh, talking with you yesterday, Stu, and you yeah. said something to me. It made me feel so good, and I don't know if you've ever really voiced it before. It might have been in hindsight. You said the uh, best radio show that you've ever heard. Is that what you said? Was when uh, we were together? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just feel like a good morning talk show is is the way to go. And and I thought, you know, whether it was with me or, you know, you could have been with Ben or any of the other people. I mean, that's just what that's morning what you show like. that's should what, be, yeah. to be to me. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. That was really kind because this came up because there may be another opportunity for Stu to put in an application and for people to ignore people people to ignore him. It's not going to happen, man. I'm not, I'm not going to put it. You're uh -huh. okay. You are not going to apply for the co-host position on ninety-five point seven. No, no, no. I like Big Joe and all that. That morning Joe is not meant for me. I would I would not be a good fit for it. Well, I don't know. I mean, Stu, you have a long history of getting a job and just quitting. So <laughs> I, 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 I see no problem with you. I mean, think about it. We can look back to the, the time with Big Worm. Big Worm? And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, did, by the way, did they ever pay you at Big Worm? Did you ever yeah. get? You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did get the check. It was all good. So. 
Ah, oh, man. Well, okay. Yeah, I wonder what that gig is like uh, as a co-host. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and think that they are going to hire a very nice, very young lady who yeah. has, is idealistic and thinks maybe, you know, this is my big break. They're going to pay her uh, $14,000 a year, and she's going to work <laughs> 69 yeah. hours a week, you know? You know, it's, uh, yeah, that's totally a show. I mean, Big Joe is the main host. They're, they're going to look for a woman, uh, Wendy, who's sitting on it right now. I think she's, they, they probably want her to put her back in what her real job is slide in another co-host with joe and have the producer so yeah i agree with you i i mean i could apply they, they wouldn't hire me they they know i don't fit in they, they know i'm going to say something stupid on the air something offensive right I'll right talk about boobs or something and i'll get canceled there you go right right yeah that's exactly yeah. what happens it's been a little while since we've heard someone in radio get like just blown out like just shit can i think the last batch was ben and myself probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't recall. They don't allow anybody to say anything kind of even remotely. No, uh, no, controversial. no. I think everyone's afraid of getting fired. So it's yeah. just playing the next Taylor Swift song or whatever. Nowadays, you could be on the radio, and one minute before you go on the air, aliens could attack Paris, France, and you couldn't mention it. You could only talk about uh, a new recipe for brownies or something like that. <laughs> Yes, my boyfriend is flirting with the barista. What do I do? Right, I, right. Hey, I don't hey. give a shit about any of that stuff. <laughs> hey, um, your thoughts on the closure January one of Doctor Grin's Comedy Club? It's a sad thing for sure. Uh, I think every big city needs a comedy club. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff going on comedy wise. You know, I know uh, Big Dick Donnie has got his stuff going on, and there's a lot of other one night or stuff, but I really feel like every bigger city needs a, a club, a hub to, to kind of, uh, keep things going that way. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming another club will pop up in the next year or so somewhere. I don't know where. Right. Right. Um, well, yeah, that's, uh, now, uh, funny business agency. Are you familiar with funny business agency, <laughs> Stu? I'm very familiar with funny business. Yes. Okay. They blocked me on Twitter. They did. Why? They did block me on Twitter because okay. I interviewed Big Dick Donnie after yeah. Funny Business said, we are no longer going to help you book shows. Okay. And, and at that time, Don explained the scenario. And I think uh -huh. I might have told them to go fuck themselves or something like that. <laughs> and then I, uh, I tweeted that at them. And so yeah. I think that's why Funny Business Agency blocked yeah. me on Twitter. I don't, I don't think they care for me in any way, shape or form. Well, they can get the long list of uh, people who don't care about you. Eric. <laughs> Speaking of that rumor has it funny girls is out of business. Have you heard anything about this drama? Uh, I, I haven't heard anything about those girls in forever. I mean, I know it was a barely like loosely organized group of, of people trying to do comedy. Uh, I know Aaron was kind of one of the leaders, but beyond that, I don't who, know. who do you think is more militant? The Michigan Melissa, uh, the, the Michigan militia, I said Melissa, the Michigan militia or the funny girls? Uh, 
I just fucked up oh, my the, own joke. The, the funny girls, definitely. The funny are. girls they're, are they're more, more aggressive. They are much more aggressive than the Michigan militia, or Melissa, as some people say. <laughs> they are the uh, Michigan militia, the funny girls. Stu, the yeah. Buffalo Bills, uh, hot and cold this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, very up and down. Uh, they lost two games in a row. They should beat the Panthers on Sunday, but they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So who the hell knows? Oh, my God. Happen. That is seriously a low point. A team that oh. somehow has managed to, even though they have more wins, to be worse off than the Lions to some degree. Do, oh, the, wow. do the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs? Stu McAllister. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to win probably three out of the next four games. They'll get a wild card spot, probably lose in the first round, but they'll get it. Did you see the Buffalo Bill fan, the woman who was thrown off of the car by her husband and missed the table and she crashed down onto the hard ground? How great was that? Even though I didn't see this one either. Some lady cracked her skull on the pavement. Oh, it was okay. The guy was three feet from the table on yeah. top of a car he threw yeah. her and only threw her one foot so she did fall but landed i didn't even touch the table she just <laughs> smacked he just threw her on the ground these people they just get so drunk they don't they they're only looking through one eye they don't know what the fuck distance is anymore depth perception is gone oh christ it's it's funny to me but it's awful at the same time Stu. also i'll end with this I need an update on your health. When I last turned around, uh, you were in the hospital and you had a yeah. blood clot in your penis or something. I wish, man. God, can you imagine having a blood clot in your penis? It'd be so fucking hard. All the ladies would love it. It'd be the greatest. Are blood clots uh, painful? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are uh, blood clots Brain, painful? Apparently. I'm and, sorry. Uh, a couple clots in my lungs. Uh, and uh, I'm doing okay now, though. I'm, I'm on the blood thinners for life. Not yeah. something I need to or can take myself off of, and uh, I'll, I'll survive. So when you're on blood thinners, if yeah. you get a paper cut, don't you lose like four gallons of blood? Yes, you instantly die. Okay, don't <laughs> don't bite your hangnails; you'll bleed yeah, out. Not, none of that, and I can't drink booze anymore, man. That's what I see. Someone said uh, he's slinging NA beers now. Great. Oh yeah, man. Yep. Get uh, all the crazy NA beers. All right, Stu. Well, I'm proud of you because my brother-in-law, yeah. uh, he does not drink N.A. beers. And here's the story. This is uh, my uh, brother-in-law, Kevin, who lives with us now. Are you familiar with that story? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He will filter. Yes. He, he has a surgery in mid-January to correct a cervical spine issue. All right? And, yeah. th and this is absolutely true. He's so cement-headed. He met with uh, a nurse, and she said, okay, Kevin, a few weeks before your surgery, you must stop drinking beer. And then she encouraged him to cut down, but then she kind of like went back on that and said, just make sure a few weeks before you stop drinking or, or, right. cut, or cut it down or something like that. And, right, he, right. and he goes, all right, sure, whatever. And so that was his only concern. This is the only right. thing. He's not concerned about whether he's going to come out of the surgery okay. He's only concerned about <laughs> how much booze he can drink. So, And then they said, and cut back on the chewing tobacco. And he said, yeah, whatever. So then they, they took some blood work and they determined that this is a little bit more serious. And they called me and I, cause I, they go, look, you need to tell them 
no beer between now and surgery, no tobacco, nothing. Uh-huh. Cut it out. But he doesn't get it because I walked up to him and I go, Kevin, uh, and I, I was re- I was very nervous about this because I know how he's going to react. And I said, right. I just heard from the nurse. Now, he, now Kevin doesn't understand that if you hear from one nurse on two days earlier and then they then take a closer look at your records and your tests and then uh, update their opinion that you go with the updated one. You don't go with the old one. He doesn't get that. So I go, I go, things things change, man. That's what I said. I go, Kevin, uh, they said they want you to stop drinking. He goes, I'm not doing that. They already told me I don't have to. And I'm like, and I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. Did you even hear what I said? And so, and though I explained it to him, he's like, no, I'm just doing what they told me. And I'm like, you're a dumb shit. You're worse than these anti-vaxxers that are listening to me right now. Did he, he had a brain injury, correct? Is that, is that what's going on with this guy? He had epilepsy, and then uh, to cure it, he did a they did a temporal lobe lobotomy. Right to prevent the seizures. Yeah, correct. So he's uh, fucked. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's gotta be fun, man. Uh, having him in your house, swearing sure. Yeah, feces smeared all over the place. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Uh, that's awesome for you. I'm sorry that uh, he isn't getting it, but hopefully everything turns out okay for Kevin. I said to him, Kevin, I want you to know this. You can stay here as long as you want, but I'm going right. to I'm going to make fun of you every chance I get for how stupid you are. And that is the end of it. You can you can live here rent free, but I'm going to make you a star because of how dumb you are. And that's that's sounds, that's the deal. Like it, take it or leave it. He goes, Fuck yeah, I'll take it. Shit, fuck. <laughs> so, all right, Stu. Well, enjoy the ride. Thank you for your presence. Oh, for sure, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. All right. Get back on the radio, Stu. Thanks, man. Hey, we'll oh, wait a minute. I got, I got one more question. I got one more, one, one more thing. How many times have you tried to get radio jobs in your life? Uh, I think three. I think it was two with you, and then there was a third one somewhere. It might have been on yeah. 105.3. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, way back way back in the day, I sat in. Uh, do you remember when um, John Gonzalez and uh, God, what was that other Todd guy? Chance? They, they did the morning show. Todd Chance. No, or, not Todd uh, Chance. I sat in with Todd too, but it was um, the guy. He was he he did stuff on Wood TV. Yeah, that was. I think uh, he's a realtor now. Barnaby. God, what is his name? Jerry Barnaby. Yeah, Jerry Barnaby. Yeah, I sat in with Barnaby and Gonzalez a whole lot. I've sat in with like a lot of people. And uh, everyone's been like, this isn't going to work out. I know it. <laughs> as soon as Stu applies for a job, they like shut the radio down. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody, they're like, we're reaching the bottom of the bale. Let's scrap everything. <laughs> All right. Okay, Stu, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, talk to you. Goodbye. It's a good idea. Zane, Ben, Brett, and Stu on a morning show. Take my money. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Who knows? Who knows where this will go? Have I really talked for this long? And, oh, my God. I am so far behind. Normally, at this time, an hour and 38, 28 minutes into the show, I am not where I'm at right now. I think I might end up right now doing like six minutes of commercials. 
or six commercial reads. I got to make up for it. Are you the type of person who hits ahead every 15 seconds? Please don't do that. Don't do that. You break my heart when you do that. If I'm going to sit here every day for two hours, you owe it to listen to the sponsors. Because if you don't, then you don't. Um, you, then you're not reminded of what my sponsors have to offer you. Okay. And then when you're not reminded, you won't engage them. It'll be like, oh yeah, man, I'll just go to any insurance agent. I'll just go to any flooring company. That's why it's so important for you to listen. Do not crush the 15 second button. Please don't do that. One more thing I want to uh, I want to address because I can uh, I do this from time to time. Um, the moments that I listen to the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, there is a young lady on there named Kelly. Seems nice. In fact, she's going to replace Joe when Joe gets fired, and he is going to get fired. Trust me. When he gets fired, she will be, and she can. She is a she's a content driver. In fact, she's the second most content driver on that show. Um, Greg and Chris don't drive content. Greg reads things and says, talks in and out of the segments. Hot Wings, well, come on. Joe does, but he's going to get fired. Her name, Kelly, is a content driver. There was a moment that they did a segment and it was about things that you don't like to hear on the show. And someone weighed in with something that I've picked up on. And a lot of other people have picked up on too. And she doesn't know what it is that the audience is talking about. And I'm going to explain it. And I hope she hears it because she actually said, I don't know what people mean by that. People have said the way the, the letter R uh, is sounded in words that she speaks that have R, like great, crush, friend. That's the way you say it. The way she says it is great, crush, friend. There's a, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's an extra level of fucking turbo on the R. That's what you're hearing. So I'm going to crush this book. It's great. Crush great friend. Bring. She just, I don't know. It's really jarring to hear. So I'm only saying this not to rip her a new asshole. I know it feels like that because I'm saying it, but it's not. That's what they're referring to. Your guys who work with you won't tell you that. They'll just they they either don't hear it or they 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 don't have the nerve to tell you what what is happening there. So that is the description. That is what the audience hears. That's what I hear at least. At first I heard I was like what, what's happening there? And then I finally picked up on it. Armenian symbol maker says Tony the Tiger like exactly great. 
Cross Great. Score 1999. Good morning. A bit late to the stream. How's Hitler Zane doing today? I'm fine. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Great Gabagool says she sounds like an old NWA wrestler, Ivan Koloff. All right. I got to get caught up here. If you need insurance, don't hit the fast-forward 15-second button. Any type of insurance, please try this. Um, First of all, if you just go and um, let's say for your car insurance, you just call like State Farm or Allstate uh, or Progressive, name your price tool and all that bullshit, you are not getting the lowest rate. Um the thing to do is to get in in touch with a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Their job is to do a ton of searching with whatever company can give you the most bang for your buck. Uh, And then when you get this soul, in this case, Frank Fuss, put him on the job and add to the fact that he's just warped when it comes to his love of uh, getting you a great policy. You're going to save so much money, man. Call or text Frank at 616-914-4070. Let's say you already have a policy with whatever insurance company. Call or text Frank and say, this is what I'm paying. Zane sent me. I want you to get me a lower rate. And then just watch it all unfold before your eyes. Any type of insurance. I utilize Frank. Um, the biggest part of my life is for my healthcare.gov policy that I have to purchase every year for my family. And boy, is he great. Oh, 616-914-4070. On Monday, we will announce recipient number two of the Bennett Flooring Installation Great Flooring Giveaway. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation for doing this. This will be the second installation announced of a $1,500 home flooring install. The first one, I think, went a little bit above that, but they didn't care. They didn't care. Um, Very, very kind of them. If you are in West Michigan and you need the flooring installed, maybe you did all the heavy work of uh, getting the old flooring out and purchasing your flooring and stuff like that and uh, got the uh, surface ready. That's cool. It's going to save you some money. But Bennett is going to install it for you. And make it so that, uh, you know, when you're two-thirds of the way done, you're not scratching your head going, oh, no, I don't have enough flooring. I'm such an asshole. Shit. And your wife's, like, tapping her foot looking at you like, oh, you dick. No, don't do that. Uh, pay for it by uh, having my friends at Bennett Flooring Installation do it. You will save money. It won't be cheaper than you doing it yourself, but it's going to look professional, Okay. Call or text 616-318-0167. 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to buy for that install is from Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Longtime friend Kent, drop the E, at a U, runs the discount outlet. And so... You know, that is right there in Granville, Michigan, behind Little Caesars. It's a big warehouse. You walk in there, 
And then you walk onto the uh, floor where all of it's stored. Say, oh, my God, this is on sale. This is so cheap. Why? It's because the owner of Johnson's, his name is Darwin, buys tons of this stuff from all the big distributors, all the big makers, Shaw, Mohawk, and he buys it like super cheap. And like he sits there on the phone. He's like, okay, I want to buy an entire semi full of this Shaw uh, flooring. Um, And then he negotiates with the people at at like Shaw. Yeah, uh, talking to the Shaw in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I want you to pay for the shipping. And Shaw's like, hmm, I don't know. All right, but you have to buy two trucks full. Darwin's like, hmm, all right, fine. I'll buy two truck fulls. And then two truck fulls of flooring, which he knows he's going to sell because it's all the best brands, the styles people want, shows up. And the only person who has a headache with this is Kent because Kent then has to figure out a place uh, in the warehouse to store the shit. It's stacked up like like stories high of flooring. And then Ken has to get in the high low. Like, all right, is he want a whole bunch of this? And it, so he prices it. Darwin prices it along with Kent so low because he's purchased it for so low. It is truly a discount outlet. Get the flooring cheap at Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Go there. Mention my name and save 10%. Walk in. Eric Zane sent me. They're going to go, all right, right this way. Everything you see, 10% off. All right? What does that even mean? I wrote something down on my show plan, and I'm not sure what it means. Okay. I just figured it out. I have more sponsors. You have to listen to these because the show only goes to like a little bit after 10. I give you my two plus hours, but at some point I got to get these in. It's the way it's got to be. If you're new to Twitch, when you write me a message, you'll see two little uh, icons in the field there. When you send me a message on Twitch, one is for bits. I think. Yeah, you write cheer and then the number of bits you want to give me. That's Twitch currency. Like if I do something you like, like if I call uh, some of you people uh, an asshole for not getting the vaccine, some of you might cheer me and throw a little money in my tip jar here. That's what cheering is. Next to that is a little uh, emoji icon. Click on that. Go to Eric Zane Live and you will see my four pets. You can, uh, you can post the emotes or emojis on your comment. There will be the other three dogs, too. Right now, all I have up there is Buddy Bobcat Face, Daisy, Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog, and Milo. So three one-eyed animals. Kyle says, is that what we can show points for? I don't know what that even means. What the fuck is that? Is that what we can show points for? Hell, I don't know. I'm 51 years old. Cheering you because you're an asshole, but you are our asshole. A thousand bits from Patriot Nick. Thank you. How much? What does that work out to? Is that $10? 
Because 100 bits is a dollar. You just give me 10 bucks, you asshole. My God. Corey says you earn those points the longer you watch. Patriot Nick is going to be broke. You're not kidding. It won't be long till he's on an airplane. Or have you left yet? Patriot Nick will be in Michigan. When you land, they're going to put you in cuffs. Okay? You're going to get off the plane, and they're going to go, all right, we got a bogey in the terminal. Okay, he's clearly planning to kill the governor. Get him in, get him in shackles, and let's take him to the state prison. That's where this guy belongs. As soon as they say, I hope you shave the beard. You know how like when uh, Mohammed Atta took down the World Trade Centers, he shaved his beard so that he would blend in with the rest of the people? You look like such a domestic terrorist that you should follow the path of Mohammed Atta when it comes to flying a plane. You should uh, shave your fucking beard. Otherwise, you're going to be arrested. Corey adds, Eric, you used to show points you earned through watching the... Listen to way, this, Listen to what you wrote, okay? And then he calls me an old fuck. He sits there, and he, this is his comment, word for word. See if you can follow along with this. You used to show point you earn through watching the do stuff, like highlight a message like this. You fucking idiot. Look at the goddamn keyboard when you write. How can you possibly, and then don't you when you say it and then look at it, you're like, wait, what did I say? What, how does, how the fuck can I expect Eric to understand what the fuck I'm talking about? Let me try this one. If you're on mobile, click the little circle on the lower left where it shows how many show points you have and you can see all this stuff you can do with them. Well, at least that's a coherent sentence. Jesus. All right. T-shirts, ericzaneshow.com. Click merch. Paintball, TC Paintball GR in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The tarantula farmer tried to get me to compete with him on his team. He's got Eric Zane on the logo of the, of the jersey. I guess Mays is already screwing things up by not being able to be there at the paintball fight that he's supposed to have. What is wrong with you? And I can't, I can't commit for that long. Besides, I suck. You don't want me on that team. Folks, if you want to get a group together and go uh, see Rick at TC Paintball, oh my God, you will not be let down. Think about the fun that you're going to have, especially during the winter months. Jesus, kids are sitting around wondering what to do. Get a group of the dads with their kids together and go play paintball at TC Paintball. Call ahead and say, I'm bringing a group of 20 neighborhood kids and dads and moms. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have pizza. We're going to have beers in the parking lot. It's going to be great. TCPaintballGR.com. You walk in, you throw throw your money at them. They throw guns and masks and paint at you. You load it up. They got refs on the field saying, you old man, you're out. Oh my God. So much fun. An unbelievable entertainment destination in Grand Rapids, Michigan. TC Paintball. A&E Heating and Cooling. Get the uh, furnace system uh, checked at A&E Heating and Cooling online at aeheatingcooling.net. 616-516-8579. That furnace needs to be tuned up, man. And just remember, if it goes south during a cold night this winter, first of all, 
uh, don't say that I didn't warn you. I warned you. It's going to happen. It won't happen if you get that thing checked up regularly. It's it's problems occur when you don't keep it clean or maintain it. All right. So it's a it's a dirty job burning fuel in your home. That thing needs to be cleaned. Stand by. And then there's Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's uh, Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of the show. If you need your vehicle fixed and you are in West Michigan, this is where you should take it. If you got a hybrid, there's only one choice, man. They are the best. All the other companies, all the other car dealers in town, when they're, they, they're in their shops, they, they can't get the hybrid to do what it's supposed to do. Because of whatever maintenance, they call Irvine's. A lot of their work comes from dealerships. So uh, with that, uh, knowing that, I mean, why wouldn't you take your hybrid or electric vehicle to Irvine's? Constantly updating their employees with a new uh, knowledge base. It is absolutely uh, imperative that they do that. That's how they stay on the cutting edge of technology for repairing automobiles. Something as simple as an oil change or a fluid flush. They do it all at Irvine's. Wheel alignment, you name it. Brakes, I got muffler. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Okay, I got to go pee. I got to pee and I need water. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, let's see. Patriot Nick says, I have not been in contact with any FBI agents. Like when the Whitmer thing went down, they won't even release the transcripts or recordings because as Nick says, this is his, his opinion. It would prove the undercover agents enticed them into the plan that they got caught trying to commit, you know, entrapment. There you go. Nick says that they had no intention they just went there to repair vacuums. And Adam says he's right. You guys are dumb as fuck. Okay? You're dumb, dumb individuals. That is all bullshit, and you know it. That adds to your stupid freedom narrative that you continue to bang the drum about. But we all know that that's bullshit, and those guys should be shot. All right. I'll be right back. And welcome back. This next story here, this is, a, this is a rough one. I'm reading it from my phone, so I put my glasses. These readers. You get like a pack of four of them for like a dollar. Damn it. I just discovered that when I pot the mic down to cough or sneeze or something like that, that you can still hear it just a little bit. It's really weird. By the way, it's been a bad week for eating and uh, working out. I haven't done shit. I've done everything inappropriately. Horrible eating. Uh, did not work out. Extremely busy. story. Some community in Australia. Australia's island state of Tasmania. Yesterday was a bad day. You know, in the southern hemisphere, this yesterday was the last day of school. Their summer's obviously uh, opposite ours. 
Fucking A. So they the school uh, decides to, uh, on the last day, like the kids can play in a bounce house, like outside of the school. So they, uh, they set up the bouncy castle. Who knew that these things, these things need to be bad. All right. Because I've seen, there's video that exists of these things getting uh, a big gust of wind comes flying through and, uh, and, and pulls them into the air. I don't know if they've been this devastating, though. Shit. It was like, it was, this is almost like that uh, uh, Afghani plane ride. Four kids are dead. The bounce castle was uh, uh, swept up by a gigantic gust of wind. Actually, five dead kids. And, and, and sucked it away. All the people are like, oh, what a great day. It's the last day of school. No more uh, teachers. No more books. Let's go. Let's get ready for a great summer. Go, with the, go into the bounce house. And some huge gust of wind pulls it up into the air. And uh, like 30 to 40 feet, it like then tipped, it tipped on its side and the kids come flying out of it. Can you imagine if the bounce house was shaped like a salt shaker? Five other children were being treated, including four in critical condition. An investigation is underway. Well, I mean, the investigation should be complete. Now, obviously... Uh, they there was no they 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 should have had a, an idea i mean somebody should be in prison for life or, or killed over this one i mean because you know uh if you if you're setting up the bounce house i doubt it was a calm day to begin with and that thing was probably shaking like crazy it isn't like they were just sitting there and there's no wind and then all of a sudden a 90 mile an hour gust of wind comes blasting in and picks it up I can only imagine this. Jesus, the, the horror. And that's something you'd never get over, right? I mean, imagine you, for all of you audience members that have kids, put yourself in this spot right now. Last day of school for your kids. You go to work. And then you get the call that your kid is dead after flying out of a flying bounce house. Motherfuck. Uh, local leaders are saying it's just inconceivable. I know this is a strong and caring community. They will stand together and support one another. Well, yeah, of course. I doubt anybody's going to say, I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, the police commander says uh, several children fell from the jumping castle. It appears uh, they may have fallen from a height of 10 meters, so roughly 33 feet. This isn't the first tragedy in a jumping castle or a bounce house. This might have been the one I saw. That this one actually was on was was uh, there was footage of it. 
It was incredible. In May, four children were injured after a bouncy house was lifted by strong winds in Arizona. That one, no one died, so I probably laughed. In 2016, a seven-year-old in England died after a bouncy castle was blown away. And in 2015, a girl in China died after falling from a bouncy castle that was lifted by a strong... So it's, all, it's happened many times before. Jesus. Fuck that. We've had those in our front yard before. Um, for hell, for um, Madison's graduation, I think I rented one of those bouncy castles. I'm not going to lie to you. If at that graduation party, a gust of wind blew the bouncy castle into the air, uh, regardless of how many children are in it or falling out of it, there is going to be some serious spectacle. I'm going to actually be happy I'm seeing a bouncy castle in the air. Now, ultimately, I would be sad when they hit the ground and died, but... I'm going to be like, did you see that? Oh, my God. And then I'm like, oh, no, there's people dead. Fucking A, shit. But holy fuck. Essentially, in all seriousness, bouncy castles um, are killing our children. Okay? Uh, if, if we're going to abolish guns in school, you can't bring a gun onto a school. You can't, you also can no longer have a bouncy castle. Those are devastating too. I mean, seriously, I don't know what's more tragic. The death at Oxford High School or the death from the bouncy castle. I mean, at least uh, in Oxford High School, you, you have someone to hate. All right. You got, you can hate the crumblies. You can hate the school district. Somebody's going to go to prison. The bouncy castle death, um, you can't hate the wind. You can't put the wind in jail. Um, so I think that if I had to choose of the death of my, of my kids, I would choose uh, school shooting over bouncy, camp, uh, bouncy house death. I think between the two deaths, that has more, more upside. School shooting, superior in scope than bouncy house death. At the end of the day, you have someone you can take it out on, you know, because you could maybe um, burn the house down of, of the people, the family members of the kid who shot up the school, shit like that, get some redemption, revenge. That's all key. Uh, that helps the healing in my eyes. You know, you see people who, um, like when something tragic happens, like Oxford, like, hey, I, I, I forgive the shooter. It's like, I would not do that. Um, we need to kill the shooter. That's what we, that's the option here. That's what's on the table. Uh, you know, like in the fucking courtroom, kill him. Grab anything and bury it into his fucking head. That's what you need to do. Death by bouncy castle. I mean, you, there's nowhere to go. You have nothing to do. You have no one to blame, you know? So very, very fucked up. Horrible, horrible, very, that, that fit the 10 and 11 year old kids. My God, what the fuck? Cameo.com. Hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. So much fun. Um, 
can birthday wishes, roasting, whatever you need. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I can make it as dirty or as mean as you like. Let's plan another get together at Bosco's Pub. You all went there last uh, just two days ago, and I'm so glad you went. Thank you very much for that. That's very kind. Doug loved it. Um, I saw that Stevie very cutely gave a middle finger in that picture that Doug took, and it was posted to Zaniacs United. And I saw Zaniac Jackie in New Jersey was critical of that. Wait, what? There they are at Bosco's Pub, having a great time. You got Stevie giving the finger, Amanda with this look on her face. Uh, uh, Dean with his and his uh, phone thing in his ear. Uh, uh, Nick Schaefer next to him, the young boy looking terrified. Lydia asleep. Chris Bruinsma looking the other way. Half of Crank's face. Andrea with stroke face. Half black Neil. Uh, all there. Who am I forgetting? I don't think anybody else. I forget anybody else. All there at Bosco's Pub. I need to be there for the next one. I would love to do it tonight, but I'm podcasting tonight with Ben. I tried to get it done early. I actually tried to schedule Ben the podcast with Ben tonight at 5 p.m. And he's like, I can't do it, man. I'm still driving, still delivering packages for Christmas. Like, don't worry, buddy. Let's do it at 7. And then, uh, you know, it just gets a little late. It just gets a little late. So I can't do it. Oh, uh, Kate says, the description of all the Zaniacs. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was great. The menu. Okay. No, this is not fucking Wolfgang Puck. But it is the best burger you are going to have. Holy shit. That's not the only thing that they have on the menu. Uh, but you're going to love it. Uh, I love the burgers so much. Uh, I want to eat two when I go there, but because I'm a real foodie, but I just can't get up the nerve. Podcast seven tonight with Ben. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Find them online, boscospub.com. Kate says she's visiting the area in July. You, yes, that's a great idea. We'll go to Bosco's. I'm glad you're visiting. Is Paul coming? You got to bring Paul. All right. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric St. Show podcast. Thank you. Online at bluefrostit.com. Call them 616-285-50. If your business needs an upgrade in tech. Because, you know, your stuff is slow, it's shitty, your workers hate it. Yeah, spend a little money on your business. You might have to upgrade some things. Um, well, what you need to do is sit down for a complimentary consultation. How do I make this business more efficient, Alan, from Blue Frost IT? This is what we do here. We do this, this, and this. This is what we do. These are the products we make. This is the service we provide. How can I make, what do I need to do to get my tech improved? He's going to price it out for you. You're going to buy it. He's going to install it. He's going to be your managed IT service provider. Blue Frost IT. If you need a mortgage, you might need my friends at Van Dyke Mortgage. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the USA, if you need a mortgage, good credit, terrible credit, refi, 
first mortgage, last mortgage, doesn't matter. Anywhere in the U.S., the exception of Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, 231-332-6505. And last but not least, and I understand I've given you two big chunks of sponsors, but I went an hour and 30 minutes to start the show, so I got to make it up somewhere. And, uh, you know, I like to keep these podcasts about two hours. We'll do the asshole today in a second. Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Did you hear that? I put this in front and I covered the sound. Horizon Hydroponics. Hey! H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. If you're growing anything indoors during these cold months, you need what they sell. You want your cannabis to grow big, strong, tall. You want a bountiful harvest, okay? Some of give the gift of marijuana. Horizon Hydroponics. Reach out to them and you can get a gift card. You can do whatever you want. You buy anything online, use the coupon code Zane Show. You'll uh, save 10%. shipped anywhere in the u.s too by the way orders 250 and over the shipping is free asshole of the day i think i have an idea but i'm wondering what you think should be the asshole of the day I'm going to make a poster and stand across the street from Meatheads when I get in town. Nah, don't don't stalk my dad. He won't like that. He's going to think you're crazy. Adam up north says, we don't have power up here. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Asshole of the day. Thank you. Boy, Kate was right on with that one. Asshole of the day. Patrick Mahomes, dick brother. Jackson Mahomes is the asshole of the day. I know you're kidding, Nick. Congrats. Congrats to you. You really are. You are such a fucking putz. And that goes for any of you fucking Generation Zers who act that way. With your sense of entitlement. Go fuck yourself, you little shit. Punk. All right. That is going to do it for the Eric Sancho podcast today. I'm going to raid... Uh, plain talk john again all right super nice guy and he loves it when you all raid i don't i haven't really listened to the show i did hear him yesterday and see him talk about you all and uh mention the show so he's just another scrapper trying to do a show and i think he does it every day and I think a lot of you like him. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick loves him. And, uh, and Kate says he was so happy. He's like genuinely joyful with a big, uh, well, a big for me, big for him. I mean, we're fucking little shits in this whole world of podcasting. But uh, he loves it. So I like making him happy. Uh, the Duchess of New Jersey says he doesn't like bad language. Well, he would be uncomfortable here. I'll tell you that. Uh, Corey says he blocks just about everything I say in there. Yeah, you might want to keep it above board with plain talk, John. 
Great. Gabagool says, get the NFK in there spewing out words. Yeah, right. All right. You guys, uh, thanks for another great week of podcasting. I think this is show 720. I think it is. So that's just incredible. Uh, as we inch ever closer to the three-year anniversary of January 6th, believe it or not, the same date as the insurrection, when all of you dumbass patriots raided our Capitol, I wish, I wish the Capitol uh, Police would have had machine guns and just went... That is the three-year anniversary of the show. Insurrection Day is three-year anniversary of the podcast. Isn't that awesome? I'll never forget it, man. I'm seated right in this room. No idea what I was going to do. Did not have any intention of being a full-time podcaster. Here we are. Because of you, we have managed to do it. All right, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Short week next week because of Christmas. And uh, I will talk to you on Patreon. I'd love to see you on Patreon. If you, you know, you talk about uh, contributing money to the show. You know, it's one thing you guys giving bits and stuff like that. That's, you know, I, that, that is such a flattering thing. I want to make sure that on Patreon, I give you my all. So if you like the free podcast and you want to hear more, sign up on Patreon. 15 plus hours a week. Every week, no one on Patreon gives you more. And it's just $5 a month to start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane, all one word. All right. I'm going to roll a commercial uh, for the Twitch audience and make about three cents. Zaniac Zoom on Saturday night. I'm going to get fucked up on a Zaniac Zoom. Sign up for Zaniac United if you want more details on that. Um, what else am I going to talk about? Oh, and then I'll raid Plain Talk John in just a minute. Okay, as always, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.